sponge. From the WEEI Studios, 93.7, WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. We're bringing in talent 1,000%. So have a lot of cap space and cash. Yeah. Ready to burn some cash. That was Patriots head coach Gerard Mayo on uh, a couple weeks back. The Greg Hill Show here on WEEI. Talking about they get ready to burn some cash. The Patriots have cash to spend. And if you listen to Robert Kraft last night, he never stood in the way of a good cash spending. So if you add the two together, oh, they're going to spend a ton of money. They kind of have to spend a ton of money. And whether Robert Kraft is fully truthful or not, it kind of doesn't matter for this part of the off For this offseason, they have to spend a lot of money. Mayo said they were going to, right? You don't want to have those, like, those comments out there. And then you're like, well, how come you guys just didn't spend any money? Like, you can't possibly not like all the guys that were out there. It's a good free agent class. Depending on what they do with the number three pick, they if they go quarterback, well, there's a lot of great receivers available. If they go wide out, like I like Marvin Harrison, there's a few quarterbacks that you could go for. And don't just tell me, like, well, you don't want to spend, you know, $30, 40000000 million on Kirk Cousins. Like, why not? You haven't spent money over the last 10 years, and apparently it was because of Bill Belichick. So you have, you have the opportunity to spend a lot of money, get aggressive in free agency. So I don't know. I, honestly, I, I kind of pair the two comments together, and I think it makes for a even more fascinating offseason. It was already kind of off the charts good because they have the number three overall pick as well as, what, pick 34 and then a really high third-round pick. So, you know, they haven't picked this high since 1993. So there's going to be a lot of anticipation for it. And, yeah, I mean, I guess they could always trade down. Like, that's unfortunately a a possibility. Some of you guys would like that. We've heard from people over the last couple of weeks that want to trade down and get more picks. But either way, you're picking three. And you have you have so much for uh, you have you have so much money to spend as well. By the way, uh, the big game brunch comes your way Sunday, eight to eleven a.m. It's gonna be me, it's gonna be Hart, Fitzy, and Shime getting you ready for the Super Bowl. So whatever you're doing Sunday morning, flip us on, see how it, see how it's going. I think it's it's gonna be a good time. I know you guys are gonna be eating good Sunday morning. It's BYO favorites, <laughs> yeah. and so we are gonna be showing up. I got donuts. Uh, I think Fitzy says he's going to legit make something. He's I mean, making a quiche or whatever. We'll see what Hart comes up with. Hart will probably just bring energy drinks at 8 Yeah, a lot of C4. <laughs> a lot of C4s. That's fine. I'm excited about that. I love that Nick is bringing, or Fitzy's bringing quiche. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to make something. I'm like, don't That's you? That's so Fitzy. I'm like, you live like two hours away, don't you? Huh? <laughs> whatever. I can heat it up in the kitchen here. But yeah, I'm excited for that. So we get 8 to 11. Uh, and then Davey Eyeballs and I are going to be on after the game on YouTube. Oh, little dork, little, little dork. dork action. So, well, I mean, I the, like if it. the game's crazy, we'll talk about the game, but we're probably just going to talk about the new trailers, the commercials, the halftime show. We're going to go that kind of spin on it. I'm thinking maybe we get a Deadpool three trailer. Fingers crossed on a Deadpool three trailer. Is there any like rumors about that or? Well, I think it's the Super Bowl. It is coming out this year. There's not any other real Marvel movies coming out or like MCU movies coming out. No DC movies at all coming out. So this would be a good opportunity for it. Of course. So, yeah, you might get that. Some TV shows and whatever else. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, You guys can call us at 617-779-7937. Again, Bradfoe 
at 8 o'clock, talk some baseball. But uh, your thoughts NFL-wise, Super Bowl-wise, Bill Belichick-wise in the meantime. Also, last night, they announced who's going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame class of 2024. No Rodney Harrison. And I am, I'm bummed about it. You know, like I thought this would, could have been his year to get in. He had been on the ballot for a long time and never even made it this far. He's been a semifinalist a bunch of times. But I was like, I don't know what that is. I know players didn't like him. I know he was kind of viewed as a dirty player and, and all that. I always thought he was nasty. Like, even before he got to New England, just him in San Diego. I remember, like, as, as a kid, like, if you're almost 40 like I am or give or take, you remember growing up and as a young kid, like the Chargers, they had the one year they made the Super Bowl, but for the most part, they weren't great. But they had Junior Seau and they had Rodney Harrison, and those guys were awesome. And you were like, they were must-see. They're like, oh, one of the best linebackers in the league, one of the best safeties in the league. And then when the Patriots got them, I thought it kind of launched them into another level. Wins two Super Bowls, because I was a huge Lawyer Malloy fan, so when they got rid of Lawyer Malloy, couldn't believe it. And then you're like, oh, my God, this guy might be, this guy's better. This guy's better than him. And that's not even a slight to Malloy. Malloy's great. But Rodney Harrison was awesome. And nobody nobody liked him as a player. I think he, he like, eked out two Pro Bowls, which is stupid. Like, he should have been a Pro Bowler way more times than that. That's why it's not always the best metric to use. But of all those safeties of that time, like, I think he's, I thought he was better than John Lynch. Uh, Brian Dawkins probably close. Dawkins was really nasty, too. And then, like, Paula Malo and Ed Reed were kind of like the next wave of, of safeties. So I thought Rodney Harrison should have been a Hall of Famer. I was always shocked how not far in the process he got. And then this year he was a finalist. You're like, all right, fingers crossed. This is going to be the time for, for Rodney to get in. It wasn't. Although the five guys that got in, I think, are all deserving. Now, there were seven. But if you're talking about like the five kind of like uh, modern era guys, Julius Peppers, stud, Devin Hester, I tweeted out his highlight. The Bears put out his highlight tape. So then I tweeted it out at Keith 21. That is a that is a nine minutes. If you if you're just looking to enjoy yourself, Devin Hester returning punts and kicks for nine straight minutes. He was like he was next level. And now that the rules are different, you know, touchback on the twenty five. You can just you could take a knee basically at like the three yard line. Like all these rules are kind of getting rid of special teams and thus returners. So you'll never see another Devin Hester again. But he was on the ballot last year. Didn't get in the. The football ballot is strange. I guess they all are in their own way. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I was bitching about the Baseball Hall of Fame. So here we are complaining about the Football Hall of Fame. But Devin Hester deserved deserved it last year. He gets in. Dwight Freeney, definitely a Hall of Famer. Andre Johnson. Andre Johnson had similar numbers to a lot of the other guys that were on the ballot, like wideouts this year. But he had the worst quarterbacks. And Andre Johnson, like playing against him uh, like as a Patriots fan, watching the Texans, you're like, that guy's on some bad teams, but he was a Hall of Famer. I like that. And then Patrick Willis, who I said the other night on the show, like, I don't mind the didn't play a super long time as long as you were really, really, really good in that time. You know, Terrell Davis and others. And sort of Patrick Willis is the the linebacker version of that. He's essentially first-team All-Pro, like, every year he played. So, yeah, he should be in there. So it was a pretty loaded field. Like, there was a couple of other wideouts, I think, could and maybe will get in eventually, and then hopefully fingers fingers crossed on on uh, Rodney Harrison. All right, let's open it up to the phones. You can add that to the mix as well. Oh, also, next year on the ballot, Adam Vinatieri. 
Should be a no-brainer, as in yes, but you never know. You never know with the uh, the committee who gets in, who doesn't. Not a lot of kickers in there, so uh, Venetary should be. Uh, let's go to the phones. Dylan is in Linfield. He joins us next. What's going on, Dylan? Hey, hey Rich. Uh, I just want to say I'm a huge fan of yours. I've, I've listened to the uh, Dork podcast since I was like 12. Nice. And, you know, Thank you. Uh, I always love the show. Thanks. But um, I want to talk about real quick, I think the past offseason should look like. I think it's pretty simple. Number one, don't trade the pick away. That's a horrible idea. This draft is stacked. And I, I'll tell you, to be honest, I don't really care who we get. Drake May, um, Martin Harrison Jr., or outside, uh, Caleb Williams, all studs. And I really don't think there's a bad option there. And I just think there's a lot of we have to spend. That's important. But wherever way we go, we have a lot of flexibility. And last thing I'll say real quick, Devin Hester, absolute Hall of Famer, best return man of all time. Oh, he's great. Thank you for the call, Dylan. Yeah, I, Devin Hester was awesome. So I'm glad. I'm glad he's in. And you're right, I don't want to trade out of three because I think you trade out of three, there are the three great quarterbacks at the top, or at least, you know, supposedly great. I mean, they're not all going to be great in the NFL, but you get the idea as far as prospects are. You have the three quarterbacks, and then you probably have three receivers. Marvin Harrison is the best one, and then you probably have another two that are going to go in the top ten. So if you trade down, depending on how far down you go, you might not get any of those guys. So it's like, great, you have all these extra picks, but you don't have any of the true studs of the draft in which you were sitting there with the number three pick. So I want Marvin Harrison, but if they end up taking Drake May, who is uh, who Jones wants, uh, Hart just wants any quarterback, I- I'm not going to lose my mind over that. If you walk away with Jaden Daniels or Drake May or somehow Caleb Williams in the first round, I'm, I'll be happy with that. And then... The second round, you got to turn your attention to a wide out or, or, and or the free agent class. Let's go to Jim in Milford. He joins us next. What's going on, Jim? Hey, Rich. How you doing tonight? Good. How are you, sir? All right. Hey, Rich, did, were, did you, were you able to uh, check out the prop paperwork I sent to Stiz? Did you see those? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah Stiz showed them yeah. to me. Definitely. Yeah. There's, 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 uh, there's two. There's two that I that I that I love. Okay. There's the one, uh, there's there's one that has a uh, uh, Kelsey 79 yards, Patrick Mahomes rushing touchdown, and uh, the Chiefs win, and that pays plus one thousand. I love that one. Oh, I like Ooh, that. I like that's that. Spicy. One. That that's, seems that sounds like easy money. That's a good. If you get the Mahomes rush touchdown, yeah, like, that's that, kind of the yeah. tricky one. Yeah, but if you get that, yeah. That's the trick. That's the tough one, isn't it? That's the yeah. tough one, the yeah. uh, Mahomes touchdown. Well, I like yeah. it. All right. And, and, can I give you my second one? Yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's uh, J- uh, Chris Jones, uh, anytime sack, uh, Sneed, interception, and 11 receptions for Kelsey, and that's plus 2,200. What you know? What's that weird? That might be a tough one. That I kind of like that one more, to be honest, Jim. And thanks so much for the phone call. I appreciate it, and for the uh, the prop bets. I kind of like that one a little bit more because really? I think. Well, I mean, eleven catches is a ton. Yeah, it's a ton. It's a ton of catches. But just like off the top of my head, I think a Sneed pick is it could happen. I, I think Brock Purdy's throwing at least one pick. Chris Jones could get a sack. So then it's just Kelsey get eleven catches. But you're talking about plus twenty two hundred. Yeah, it's a lot of juice. It is a lot of juice. Yeah, Mahomes rushing touchdown. I like a Pacheco rushing touchdown because the 49ers, 
they have big names on their defensive line, but they haven't played all that great. And they gave up three rushing touchdowns to the Lions in the NFC Championship game. So, like, I think they're going to give up rushing touchdowns. And Mahomes, like, Mahomes and Purdy are, like, neither neither guy's mobile, but, well, no, mobile's not the right word. They're both actually mobile. Yeah. They're not They're not running quarterbacks, but if they need to, they can, they can scoot. Wasn't it last year in the Super Bowl, Mahomes had, like, a crazy long run? So, I mean, yeah, it's... Those are both kind of you know, a little sprinkle on those. You don't go crazy. Yeah, you don't go full you unit. Ten on it. You don't go full unit on those, but that's still pretty fun. Uh, let's go to Sean in Methuen. What's going on, Sean? Hey, how you guys doing? Great. I, I'm just touching base on the Rodney Harrison Hall of Fame thing. Yeah, I saw um, I don't know a meme or whatever it was on Facebook or some social media. They had his statistics ranked against other Hall of Fame safeties. Yeah. And he blew them out of the water. Yeah. Like tackles, sacks, interceptions. It's um it it's ridiculous that he's not in there. Mm, I agree. I, I I just just I don't know you guys are better at looking up that stuff than I am. <laughs> but uh if you look it up, it's crazy it's crazy the stats are like so like like guys that are like considered so much better than him. Yeah, yeah. And it's like they weren't. I agree. You know? Yeah, uh, I agree. I agree. He, he was that guy that nobody wanted to play against, but they all wanted him on the, their team. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, I just I think it's a shame and things like that. I mean, hey, look, Fred Smurlis still isn't in the Hall of Fame. He's probably one of the greatest nose tackles that ever played. Right. You yeah. Know? No, there are there are so, a few out there for sure that are like that. Thanks for the call, Sean. That just for whatever reason, those guys aren't in. Yeah. Like one of the stats is. Like it's like Rodney Harrison and Ray Lewis might be the only two guys in NFL history with thirty or more sacks and thirty or more interceptions. Like something insane like that. I know what he's talking about. I'll have to look for it during the break. There there was somebody put up a graphic of I think it was Rodney Harrison, uh, uh John Lynch, a couple of the other like safeties that might have gotten in recently. And yeah, Harrison's stats I think were better than all of them. Plus, he had the team success, too. Like, So if that's something that you care about, he, he had the team success also. So, uh, And yet they still kind of look the, the other way on it. So I think Rodney should be in. I know it sounds like a homer take, but honestly, he spent more of his career in San Diego. I thought he was a borderline Hall of Famer before he even got here. And then he got here, and I thought that really would have pushed him over the top. So uh, not the case, but he's got another crack at it again next year. But... Yeah, Venetary I saw is going to be on the ballot next year. Eli Manning, who I don't think is a Hall of Famer, but will get in because he's a quarterback and he won two titles. And his last name is Manning, so he'll he'll probably get in uh, unanimously. Uh, but what do you guys think? 617-779-7937. we get more to your phone calls. Plus, we have our prop of Palooza later on, and we'll also uh, mix in our week in review. It's the Rich Keefe Show here on WEEI, but right now here is Stiz with What's Trending. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. Trending now on WEI and WEI.com. The Celtics, they're at the Garden tonight. It's the last game in this current homestand. They'll be facing the Wizards. Tip-off about 15 minutes at 7.30. Jason Tatum was listed as questionable with a non-COVID-related illness, but he was updated to available earlier today and will play. However, newly acquired players Xavier Tillman and Jaden Springer, they're both out. 
So no debuts from the two new Celtics players tonight. Bruins beat the Canucks last night, one of the best teams in the league currently, 4-0 at the Garden. Bruins goals came from Zaka, Heenan, Geeky, and Marsham. Bruins have the night off tonight. They're back at it tomorrow afternoon when they'll host the Capitals. Puck drops from Causeway Street at 3.30. Patriots bringing in yet another former linebacker to join the staff. Dante Hightower has been hired as the Patriots' new linebackers coach. Hightower played four seasons alongside new head coach Gerard Mayo with the Patriots. And Boston College has hired Bill O'Brien as their next head coach. O'Brien replaces Jeff Halfley who abruptly left his post after four seasons to become the Green Bay Packers defensive coordinator. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Ritz Keefe show, including Week in Review, coming up. Remember, you can listen to WEI on your smart speaker. Just say, play 93.7 WEI. Now, more of the Rich Keefe show on WEI. Back here on the Rich Keep Show, WEEI, on this full throttle Friday. Rob Bradford's going to join us at 8 o'clock, talk Red Sox. Spring training begins this month, Stiz. Yeah, just a couple weeks. I believe the morning show's going down. Florida, a couple days. Must be nice. It must be be pretty sweet. Get flown all over the place. Could have sent the Rich Keep Show to Vegas this week. No, we're just going to keep rocking it right here. We're just going to keep it it right here. And uh, again... Uh, the big game brunch coming your way Sunday morning, eight That's to eleven. That's gonna be fun. That's gonna be great. I'll, I'll be tuned into that. That's Me, Fitzy, Hart, and Shine. Looking forward to that. Get you set for the uh, the big game coming up. But uh, in the meantime, we have a lot of topics here. You got Robert Kraft pointing the finger at Bill Belichick last night, saying that it was up to Kraft and be spending a lot more money. But Bill ran a tight ship. Uh, you have Arthur Blank saying they didn't offer Bill Belichick the job, and Bill didn't even ask for full power. And then you have the uh, the Hall of Famers last night, which do not, unfortunately, include Rodney Harrison. 617-779-7937, the number to jump aboard. Let's go to Chuck in New Hampshire. What's going on, Chuck? Yo, Keith, what's up, buddy? Hey. Uh, so a few, few points here. Okay. Uh, Rodney Harrison absolutely should be a Hall of Famer. His stats match up to anyone. If you look at his interceptions, they match up against most Hall of Fame safeties. Sacks, he's on a top of the list. Yep. And then in terms of impact, uh, obviously Patriots already had a good team in 03 and 04, but for him to come here and then win two Super Bowls, I do think that says something about his impact on the defense and the team overall. And lastly, accolades with, uh, you know, he still made two Pro Bowls and three All-Pro teams. So, you know, he has five solid accolades right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the Hall of Fame in general, one thing that I'm – pleasantly surprised about this year was Devin Hester. I don't think they give enough, uh, you know, love to the different positions. They go very top-heavy with quarterbacks, receivers, cornerbacks. Uh, To me, the Hall of Fame, if you play your position or play football better than most people or anyone in your position, I feel like there should be some recognition. So guys like Matthew Slater and Steve Tasker are regarded as maybe the best special teamers ever. I feel like those guys should get the recognition, and a guy like Matthew Slater should eventually get the recognition. And last point, I listened to the hashtag dork actors of uh, the 2000s. Yeah. I feel like you guys neglected some comedy there. I feel like Seth Rogen had a dominant 10-year run, Hmm. and then Adam Sandler was able to show his versatility by transitioning to more of the 
Mr. Deeds comedy and funny people and also serious roles like Uncut in uh, Rain Over Me and Uncut Gems. Good point. You know Fair what, point. Chuck? That is good stuff. Now, Fair here's point. the caveat. So he's referencing the hashtag dork podcast, so I appreciate that. Uh, next time, lead with that and take all the time you need. But we did top uh, 10 actors since 2000. So I'm with it. Like, the, the movies he cited there are since 2000. But if you were doing that, you couldn't include, like, Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore and some of those ones. you got to start at 2000 and every movie that they, they made after that. But, yeah, we probably could have included a few more comedy. I like our, I like our list. Davey's also not the biggest Sandler fan, so even if I had him up there, I don't think he would have had him as high. Really interesting. Yeah, it is. I always fight with him on it. So I'm like, Hubie Halloween's a good time. He's like, get out of here my face with Hubie Halloween. <laughs> like, all right, fair enough. Everyone always tells me about That's My Boy. I haven't seen it. So uh, That's My Boy's good. Yeah, everyone tells me yeah, that. Yeah, it's with him and I, Sandberg. I, I like both those guys. It. Yeah, it is. It was, that one was uh, definitely one of the better ones recently. Um yeah, I'm with him on Harrison. Obviously, I think he should have been and uh, should be a Hall of Famer. I was pulling up the all decade 2000s safeties, and so it was Brian Dawkins and Ed Reed on the first team. Understandable, both Hall of Famers. On the second team, it was Troy Polamalu, who's in the Hall of Fame, and then Darren Sharper, who's not and is a bad guy. So maybe that's also probably why he's not in there. If you look at the 90s, it's Steve Atwater, Leroy Butler, both Hall of Famers. Ronnie Lott, at the tail end of his career, obviously a Hall of Famer. Carnell Lake from the Steelers and the Jaguars, not a Hall of Famer. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, I guess you can look at it a couple of different ways. I I think Harrison, and he played long enough, so it wasn't one of these like short career things. So, he definitely should be in there. And definitely a good sign. I was even, I mean, uh, Chuck brought up, Slater and Tasker, but like for Adam Benatari, right? You you bring a return guy, and I still think the returner is more impressive to me than the gunner, right? Slater and Tasker are the best to ever do that. I'm I'm kind of I'm probably a no on that, depending on who you have to leapfrog them over. I know they're on the field. I get that argument, but now are we going to go with the best? Whole? I don't mean this. I'm not even making a joke. Like, are we going with the best? Uh, Long snapper, are they getting in the Hall of Fame? Is the best holder getting in the Hall of Fame? Like, I'd be a no on those guys, but a kicker with clutch kicks and Super Bowl winning kicks like Adam Vinatieri, like, that's walk right in there. And then Devin Hester, who wasn't just a good return man, he was far and away the best return man. Uh, I have him in there. Uh, Let's go to Matt in Rhode Island. What's going on, Matt? Yeah, Keith, but I, I mean this in to, no no disrespect because I, I always I know the impact he's had on the Patriot franchise, but I really can't listen to the Gunner thing anymore. Um, these, these things about you know possibly him being in the Hall of Fame was just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I'm a no, I'm a no, I'm a no too, just because I don't think it had as big of an impact on the game as what Hester and Venet- if we're talking just special teams, it's got to be guys like Hester and Venetary. It's literally almost no impact, but you know, no, no, no. And, and you make clutch kicks like totally. But how you feel about receivers is how I feel about safeties. Okay, and you just named a couple. Um, you know, obviously the one, and I'm a huge John Lynch fan. Obviously, he was incredible. But when you compare um, Harrison against Lynch, it's like he has 300 more solo tackles than John Lynch, as well as the 30 and 30 that you just named. Mm-hmm. Um, one guy I like to really name is. Sean Taylor, and I think he might have outdone everyone. He was awesome. Was just, I mean, when you yeah, yeah. when you're separating separating skill position players from the football, just 
putting the fear of God into people on the football field. Um, but I don't really think Harris is going to make it in. Um, and that guy did say something um, interesting. When you talk about being named all pro, you have more all pros than pro bowls. So that doesn't really add up, right? Because no. obviously he wasn't a well-liked guy. So I think that obviously figures into it. Um, anyway, uh, thanks. Thanks. You all yeah. tune in uh, Sunday. All right. Awesome. be a fun show. Thanks. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for the call, Matt. Yeah, no, that right away, that tells you something's up with the voting, right? The Pro Bowl voting. Those guys didn't like him because he hit them hard. Like, they, they essentially, he was a dirty player, so he wasn't in there. You can't be all pro more than your, your Pro Bowlers. Like, there are guys that have had multiple Pro Bowl elections with no all pros, right? Because that's like the best of the best. You're not like a replacement and an alternate and all these things like you are for uh, for a Pro Bowl. Uh, let's go to Bob up in New Hampshire. What's going on, Bob? Yeah, hey, Keith. Excellent show. Thank and uh, I'm happy to be able to weigh in. I'll only keep you a couple of seconds. I wanted to make a couple of points. I'm a big Devin Hester fan. I was thrilled that he's that he's going in and, uh, you know, returned more kicks than anybody for, uh, for touchdowns. And uh, we forget that he brought one back in the Super Bowl as well. Yeah, the first against, one right uh, off the right off the rip against the Colts, and then it was all yeah, Colts first, after that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know, you look at you look at Peyton Manning on the sideline. It's raining cats and dogs, and Hester goes goes all the way, and you can just see Peyton great with that. Yeah. not not me again, really. Yep. Uh-huh. You know, and then you end up winning the game. But uh, regarding uh, uh, Hester and some other guys. It's interesting that, and your point is well taken, there's never, ever going to be this day forward ever going to be anybody that returns enough kicks to do anything on special teams that will merit uh, induction into the Hall of Fame. But there is a guy who is still playing, and he's got better uh, every, every down numbers than Hester ever had, and he's returned more kicks for touchdowns than anybody and I wonder if he'll ever get some votes, and that's Corderell Patterson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny. I think when I, you I when you stack up, well, I think it when you stack up the numbers, Bob, and it's a good one. I think he might get some. They might take a look at it. But the thing with him is, I don't know if he has as many highlights. Like as crazy as that is to say, like if he has as many touchdowns, like you could put a highlight tape together. But what I mean is, when Devin Hester would return a kick, it was like. All eyes were on it. It was like, holy smokes, did you see the Devin Hester kick? You... Patterson's kind of done this quietly. And as far as I know, he doesn't have the Super Bowl kick return touchdown, too, that that uh, that Devin Hester has. But, yeah, I remember that. It was a couple of years ago when he when he broke one of Hester's records. And I was like, Cornell Patterson has that many? What a strange career he had, too. You know, the Patriots used him as a running back a little bit than the Falcons did it. He was actually a better running back, it seemed like, than a wide receiver. But he's a better return man than all of it. But, yeah, I, I, it doesn't feel like he's going to have a big push to get him into the Hall of Fame, but you never know. I mean, the other thing with the Pro Football Hall of Fame, from what I understand, is like they sort of have a committee. It's not like here are the ballots and you send them out to all these idiot BBWAA members all over the country and they send it back with their, like, oh, I chose not to vote for anybody or I only voted for two guys. Like, you don't have that. You have, like, a big panel you have a, or a big, like, uh, committee and a player will get nominated and then they'll give like this big defense if need be. Like they'll be like, uh, the person that I'm uh, nominating is Cordella Patterson. And the room will be like, all right, really? But if that person is like a really good advocate for him, like, oh, who knows? Might have, a, might have a crack at it. Let's go to Craig in the car. What's going up, Craig? What's going up? What's going on, Craig? How are we yeah. doing? Good. Hey, I wanted to get your feedback on the big uh, WrestleMania news last night with Cody and The Rock. Whoa! Yeah, this is huge. This, you know, what do you what do you think's going on first? 
first off, I love the UFC vibes mm-hmm. they've given on these press conferences. Mm-hmm. But I think it's awesome. I think it's an awesome turn. They're giving the fans what they want. I cannot wait. Can't wait. I agree, Craig. They are building this up. I was going to talk about a more grab bag coming up next hour, but because he asked about it right now, we'll do a little bit here. Stiz and I have been all over this. We've been paying attention to this. Acknowledge me. We've been watching old clips. We've been doing the whole thing. So here's my real quick version of it right now. I think what happened is uh, the CM Punk injury changed everything. They wanted to have CM Punk versus Seth Rollins and Cody versus Roman again, right? Two the quote-unquote finish the story thing. Punk gets hurt. They have to call an audible. They're like, well, Rock was kind of rumored to be coming back at some point. Rock probably convinced him, hey, Rock versus Reigns, that'll be big money. Cody can fight Rollins, and people will be fine with that. Turns out people were not fine with that. People were melting down. They didn't want that. So then Rock shows up. He's going to fight Reigns. He, like, he shakes Cody's hands and all that. But it's been relentless. So yesterday out in Vegas, they hold like a big press conference type thing. It's sort of what the caller's talking about, sort of like UFC kind of style where they're making it feel as real as it is. But I think they kind of didn't realize where this was going. And rather than letting making it hijack the shows for the next two months, they pulled the plug on The Rock of all people. And now it's going to be Roman Reigns versus Cody and where The Rock is. I know The Rock was like swearing and he slapped Cody. Like that's all clearly fake, but it's good stuff. Yeah, it's good stuff. Hell of a shoot. Hell of a, well, I, that, now I think it's a work. Oh, that okay, okay. All right, I'm, I'm getting back in. So yeah. shoot, so is shoot's real. real. A work, work is like scripted oh, it's kind of kayfabe. Thing. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. So I, I think uh, there's probably still more to this. They have two months to build up to it, but we're going to talk about it off and on on the show because we're we're fans of it. It's uh, it's highly entertaining. And I just hope they land the plane successfully. Well, so now my say. my thought is you kind of <laughs> because you're basically giving with the fans what they want right now. I think he has to lose again. I think Cody loses Cole, the baby again. Oh. I think he has. I think he has to. I can't. I It'd can't be too. Stand. In, I mean, fans will go. I mean, they probably won't do that. They. I don't think they. Roman have the has nerve. to lose the belt. This is getting insane. Yeah. No, that's true. That is true. The guy's had the belt for like five years. All right. Let's get to our uh, weekend review here on the Rich Keefe Show. It's certainly been a week. Every night, and you so need Brandon, to have a Brandon, 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 Brandon. Here's some of the best. She well, we squashed made. her letterbox before lying dirty. Yesterday. Hey, how dare you? You can't say that. You squashed your letterbox. And worst moments. Your former host at Big Mush. It's the Rich Keefe Show's Week in Review. All right, what do we have this week? We What we have is uh, another strong caller from... The week we've had, we like to say calls here on the night show. We are not opposed to calls on the night show, and we know that sometimes, listen, it's night. You had a long day at work, and you get a little sauced up, and you want to call us in. Now you can't swear like the guy earlier tonight. We're still on regular radio, so you can't swear. Uh, so you will get dumped. I'm actually kind of shocked that uh, Louis earlier in the week didn't swear, Stiz. He didn't, but he also was calling the wrong show. Oh yeah, he was doing. That was kind of a concern of mine. So here was Louie earlier in the week. All right, let's go to uh, Louie in, Louis in Arlington. He joins us next. What's up, Louie? Hey, Greg Hill. This is for you. Wait, what? It was all, it was all Brady. The heck? Greg's on 6 to 10 a.m. It's all Brady, right? Louie, 6 to 10 a.m. for Greg. Bobby Grant didn't pick Louis, Brady. Louie, 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 this Don't is 8 p.m. 8 a.m. you could get Greg. What? This what is, are you talking about? This is 8 p.m. Louis, 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 Louis. All right. 
8 p.m. This is the night show. Greg does the morning show. You were calling for Greg? Well, it's not Greg Hill. I asked him. He said Greg Hill show. Greg Hill show tomorrow morning. They're, they're, oh, they're, who's this show? This is the Rich Keefe show and Variety Hour. Oh, you play college ball, huh? You better believe I did, Louie. You like Billichek? Sure. Yeah, but do you think it was all Brady or... You think it was a combination, Belichick and Brady? Yeah, probably the two of them. Why are they saying it's all Brady? Who's they? Dude, I don't know what you're talking about. Greg Hill. Greg Hill said that. It's all, right. all Bella Brady. Classic mix-up. 6 to 10 a.m. you can get Greg. If you have a question for Greg, wait, you can wait, call wait, him the same wait, number. Why don't you battle Greg? Battle what? Greg, will you? Do a battle out. Ooh, a yeah. duel. You want me to duel Greg? <laughs> yeah, battle Greg. You never play college ball. It's all right. He didn't play football, did right. he? I don't know. Maybe he did. I have no idea. I think he played basketball uh, for Neshoba. Oh, there Double you go. zero. Something to think about. I never, I, I never played college ball, but I believe the football guys. I, I always believe the football guys, the ones that play football. The other ones, yeah. the guys that didn't. I'm with you, Louie. And I, and I, uh, you know what I wish? What do you I wish? I wish Steve Diossi and Fresh Merrill's were back. They'll tell you off. All right. Good luck, Louie. Be safe out there. Be safe. I warned you. <laughs> I, war- I spent 10 minutes on the phone with that guy. <sighs> Good God. Amazing. Amazing. Be safe out there, Louie. No, seriously. Hey, uh, hopefully you're you only not live going once. You know? This is a good, I just want a good line. Believe the football guys, the ones that play football. Not- <laughs> I the believe football, football guys, guys, the, the ones, ones who played play. football. Belichick. Oh, yeah, but the beginning though, like, he just wasn't wasn't listening to me. He just couldn't hear it. And then he wanted you to fight Greg Hill. Yeah, which I I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I thought Greg was uh, like the pro Bill guy. He a hundred percent is. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, he is. He's like uh, Greg said it was all Brady. I'm like, actually, I don't think that's even true. Yeah, there were multiple holes. In, uh, <laughs> that's in, probably in, true. In yeah, we've probably spent too much time on <laughs> yeah. it for being honest. But I was like, where where's any of that's going? And then it, it went down uh, this other whole road to, like, when people call in and they want to bitch about a different show. Yeah, something like, that was said 10 hours ago. They're all call-in shows. It's not like, oh, one show doesn't take any call. Like, if you want to talk to them, you can. It's the same number. Just wait. Set your alarm. Call 7 a.m. tomorrow, 8 a.m., 6 a.m. Be the first in line. That's right. Whatever you want to do. Uh, Andy Hart had a little bit of a bee in his bonnet, as he normally does earlier in the week. What is that? I do about? have to get up and drive my wife to the airport. Tomorrow. Here it is. Here we go. I'm gonna get home at eleven something and get up at four. Oh my god! I get up at four every single night. And worse yet, sometimes eight forty-five. I have my annual, so oh. I can't drink coffee. You pinpointed it. He's got his annual tomorrow. Yeah, he's worried about some bad is. news. He's no, 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 no. He's no, no, no. Voice. I've been waiting for this day. Oh, I yeah. lost sure. twenty-three pounds sure, yeah. on a wake in one eighty. I'm gonna just go They'll in there find and be like, else. look at this, huh? How you like me now? You're like now. That BMI th- you used to bitch about? Down. Nope. Visceral fat? Down. They'll Thanks find something else. Wake in 180. They probably won't like your general attitude. That'd well, be my guess. I don't get along with my doctor. There you go. I'm shocked. I'm shocked well, by this what? news. <laughs> this is not a me problem. This it's is, a her problem. Of course. Of she course stinks. I actually am going to the doctors tomorrow as well because my wife is making me. She's right. like you have. She's like you haven't had a physical in like twelve years. She's like you need to go to the doctor. I'm like I'm fine. So physically, physical? I feel fine. Like a physical. Physically, I feel physically Ooh, fine. For twelve years? No, I, I don't think it's been twelve, but it's been a while. So you can't eat in the morning either because you got to run your blood. Oh, they didn't tell me that. 
Yeah, if you want to do blood work, you have to fast. Starting when? Midnight. I no, I'm not going till the afternoon. It's six uh, hours? I think so. If you're going to get blood work. <laughs> but you could, you'll probably just go get your physical and then they'll say, hey, come oh, back. Come back. Blood you work? don't want to do that. Just get it out yeah, of the way the Yeah, you could bang day. it out. Because yeah. right. usually they have the, like, my doctor's is one of those one-stop shop nows where there's, yeah. like, you go to the other floor and there's the yeah, whole yeah, blood yeah. area. Yeah. Yeah, get it done. You don't want to go back. No, I don't want to go back. So I wouldn't eat tomorrow. All day? Till you're done. Hey. I mean, right. you, and you're going to be hungry. some issues. Oh, yeah, hungry hippo. I bet you put on some weight since the last physical. Probably. <laughs> bet you the cholesterol's up. I don't know what heart's problem is. Heart's so. always kind of like fat shaming me for some reason. No, it's not fat shaming. It's not promoting. It's fat observing. It's not, it's not <laughs> helpful. It's not nice comments that you're saying. Uh, what is fat shaming anyway? Oh, hey, look at you. You're fat. Ha, ha, ha. You're fat. So the truth. Well, the laughing doesn't have to. You know, I don't laugh. What you did to Alex Van Pelt last week? Yeah, hell yeah. What you oh, did to Ben McAdoo earlier? I don't. I, I you, did it to Patrick you. Mahomes on TV, and the producer was like, "All right, we can probably ease off the fat shaming." <laughs> yeah, right. I think she was offended. I, I don't, don't even know who it was. I don't think it's allowed. It was the voice in my ear, and I was like, well, "Fat shaming." Like, His gut's gonna... hanging out. What do you want me to tell you? He's got a gut hanging out. He doesn't. We he, can all see it. What are we going to pretend it's not there? He's doing all right. He's doing is that right. what we're supposed to do in this day and age? Pretend it's not there. Yes. Pretend the person in front of you is not fat. Yeah. Okay, I'll pretend. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to keep that information to yourself, I believe. Well, it's funny. So, update to that story. Hart had his physical. That's right. And you know what he said? He was like, the doctor didn't even, like, compliment him on his weight loss. Yeah. Yeah. So, he was right. He was like, yeah, she doesn't have any time for him. And doesn't he have to get ready for the uh, colonoscopy? Yeah, I think he says he's not doing it, which I'm telling him is oh, insane. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, you, you got to do it. But uh, let's take that up with him on another time. All right, we have our Propapalooza rolls on. We've already given you 20 Super Bowl bets. We have five more for the weekend. So, again, you can choose to go along with us or go against us. It is up to you. 617-779-7937 is the number. If you want to jump aboard, it's the Rich Keefe Show here on WEEI. If you missed any of our Patriots Monday and Friday interviews, go back and listen on the podcast anytime. Just subscribe to the Rich Keefe Show on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show, WEEI. It's a full throttle Friday. Rob Bradford's going to join us at 8 o'clock. We got grab bag at 820. Still time for you as well. It's 617-779-7937. We'll get back to our Propapalooza in just a moment. 25 total bets for the 49ers Chiefs game. But let's go back to the phones as promised. We have Darren in Belmont. He joins us next. What's going on, Darren? Am I speaking to Greg Hill? <laughs> Unfortunately, no. This is the night show, not the morning show. No, sorry, sorry. I can tell you what I, I can tell you exactly what happened to Louie. He's been drinking since the Greg Hill show. That's it. That makes sense. <laughs> that now, actually that, makes that solves sense. it. That solves it. Yep. And I think you guys need to implement a breathalyzer test through the phone. Yeah, that's so if true. Anybody hits the wrong peak, you could stop the call. The problem is, I'm though, calling, Darren, you know, I, I think half our calls wouldn't get through if we had to really give everybody a breathalyzer. Uh-oh, you have a bad customer base. <laughs> I, I hope or they're a all great. home when yeah. they call you and they'll try. But, I, I, you know, I want to talk about all the positive things, but everybody does. But I want to talk about, I can't believe we're going into, um, the Red Sox are going to camp with the team they're putting in and how the Red Sox are going to position themselves and try to make this sound like they did something positive for this town this year. 
because they're going to come in last place again. They don't yep. have a roster. Yep. And how is Henry and Warner and all of them going to spin this to make it like it's a positive thing? Someone explain it to me because the owner, Henry's like a lost owner, to me is a coward for not coming out and speaking. At least Kraft speaks. Mm-hmm. At least the other owners are there. But our owner of the baseball team, the beloved Red Sox, is like lost. Yeah, not only that, I mean, Darren, he's out buying into the PGA, like $1.5 billion. And it's more like, again, he can spend his money any way he wants, but just as a Red Sox fan, like, spend some of that on the Red Sox. Like, go ahead, have a thousand businesses as long as you are still invested in the Red Sox or as financially committed. Right, like John Henry was never picking the players or making the trades. That was never his thing. But he was willing to spend big money. He was willing to have the GM or the chief baseball officer or whatever come to him and be like, hey, we need $200 million for David Price. And obviously we kind of fought that one, and there were highs and lows, a lot of lows, but a couple of highs in that in that whole thing. But the idea that any free agent could be up for grabs for the Red Sox, that's what it was, that's how it should be, but that's not how it is anymore. So and Darren's like, how? What? What are the positives? I have no idea. Trust me, as the host of the pregame show and Stiz, the host of the uh, or the producer of the of the season coming up. That's right. We're looking for as many positives as we can find. I'm having a really hard time with it. We can ask Bradford that same question coming up in about uh, ten minutes. Uh, let's go to Rob in Hanover. He joins us next on the show. What's going on, Rob? Hey, Rich. Yeah, Big fan. I always nice. have been nice. I didn't. I, dude, <laughs> that was so funny because what? he sounded he sounded like he was hammered. Almost. He sounded like a little right? hammered. Like, we gotta put I, Rob. I can't. I can't understand a word you're saying because your phone. That was either going to be set up for uh, like a big time compliment or an ultimate burn. I didn't know which. Long pause in between that always kind of that always kind of make you know edge of the seat like where are we going here? Rich long pause. Well, that was apropos. I've been that. a long time because there's a we've had one. We had a caller a couple weeks ago that got real mad at me for something, and he started his call with big fan, and you're like, big, no, no, you're not. You're that's, you're <laughs> right now. You're not. You're just you keep, never believe the big fan. I thing. don't, and I think it's an easy thing to sort of throw out there. Maybe you're killing time because he was. The guy was pissed at me for something a couple of weeks ago. This guy, I couldn't tell. Honestly, honestly, I don't know if that was going to be good or bad. But the film, phone was trash, Rob, so I don't, that's why we had to let you go. All right, Prabhupalooza, let's close out these bets. I'll get Hearts and Fitzy's off air, and then we'll put a graphic, put it out at Rich Keefe Show on Twitter and Instagram in time for uh, the weekend. But, Stiz, let's rip it back and forth here. Very simple. Uh, coin toss. You going heads or tails? Give me tails, baby. I'm going tails as well. I'm a big tails never fails guy. Yeah. Big tails yeah. never fails. So that's one right off the rip. All right. The jersey number by the first touchdown score, will it be odd or even? Hmm. Now, you were saying that the uh, there's a lot of good uh, so odd odds. Players. I feel like odds. I'm going odd. I feel like uh, McCaffrey wears 23. Kelsey wears 87. Brandon Ayuk wears 11. Kittle's 85. Uh, but Isaiah Pacheco, who I like to score, uh, he wears number 10. That's even. Uh, Rasheed Rice, number four. Uh, Kyle Juszczyk, not that he scores a lot of touchdowns, but he's out there for the uh, 49ers. He's 44. So, I mean, there are some with the even. I'm going odd. I'll go even. All right. You're going to yeah, go the other go. way? All right. It's I like dangerous. that. Dangerous. <laughs> that is dangerous. All right. Who is your Super Bowl MVP? Patrick Mahomes. 
I'm going with Mahomes as well. And part of that is just because if it's close, you know that's who the voters yep. are going to go for. Yep. We had a texter earlier that said Chris Jones MVP. I can't find it now. It's too far down. Chris Jones MVP. It was like $35 to win $3,535 or something wow. insane. Like it's way down there. I mean, he would have to have a crazy, crazy game. Uh, but yeah, he went with Chris Jones. Um, all right, then the last two are very simple. The uh, The total for the game is 47 and a half. You going over or under? I'm going to take the under. Okay, I'm going to go over. I could see this being 28-24 Chiefs, mm-hmm. somewhere in that realm, which would get you just just a little bit north of the over. And you do think it's going to be a close game, right? I do. Because on the other, the 13 and a half. I went the, under on went that. went under on that, yeah. Yeah. So, and then finally, uh, 49ers are laying one and a half points against the Chiefs. That's the, at least the one that I'm looking at. So, one and a half also avoids any kind of push. You go Niners or Chiefs? Give me the Niners. Okay. Give me the Niners. All right. That's good because I'm going Chiefs. We'll find out what Hart and Fitzy are doing, and then we'll talk about it more, I'm sure, during the big game brunch coming up Sunday, 8 a.m. here on WEI, three-hour pregame with me. Hart, Fitzy, and Shine. But I'm going Chiefs. Give me Chiefs on the money line. Stiz is going to go 49ers. And, uh, yeah, that's uh, that all looks good. 25 I feel, total bets. I feel, I feel bad saying this, but I want the Chiefs to lose because they've won so much. <laughs> yeah. and, now, and now I know how everyone yeah. else felt when we were dominating Definitely. for so long. It's like looking in the mirror in yep. many ways. Yep. But I'm like, man, forget these guys. <laughs> yeah. We've seen it. We've seen it. All right, two hours down, one hour to go, including grab bag. But Rob Bradford from the Baseball Isn't Boring podcast will join us next on our Full Throttle Friday here on the Rich Keefe Show, WEEI.